0: The Old Testament reading this morning is taken from Exodus chapter 15, verse 22 to chapter 16, verses 3 and 9 to 12. This can be found on page 59 in the Bibles in the Chairs. Exodus chapter 15, verse 22. Then Moses made Israel set out from the Red Sea. And they went into the wilderness of Shur. They went three days in the wilderness and found no water. When they came to Marah, they could not drink the water of Marah, because it was bitter. Therefore it was named Marah. And the people grumbled against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? And he cried to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a log, and he threw it into the water. And the water became sweet there the lord made for them a statute and a rule and there he tested them saying if you will diligently listen to the voice of the lord your god and do that which is right in his eyes and give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes i will put none of these diseases on you that i put on the egyptians for I am the Lord, your healer. Then they came to Elim, where there were twelve springs of water and seventy palm trees, and they encamped there by the water. They set out from Elim, and all the congregation of the people of Israel came to the wilderness of Sin, which is between Elim and Sinai, on the fifteenth day of the second month Then Moses said to Aaron, Say to the whole congregation of the people of Israel, Come near before the Lord, for he has heard your grumbling. And as soon as Aaron spoke to the whole congregation of the people of Israel, they looked toward the wilderness, and behold, the glory of the Lord appeared in the cloud. And the Lord said to Moses, I have heard the grumbling of the people of Israel, Say to them, at twilight you shall eat meat, and in the morning you shall be filled with bread. Then you shall know that I am the Lord your God. Here ends the Bible reading.
1: It's really good to see you. Happy New Year. It's great to see uh, many of you looking a bit fresher-faced than last time I saw you. It's been really good to have uh, a bit of a holiday. Uh, Back when I was uh, a lot younger, Uh, We had uh, uh, the most exciting holiday we'd ever had at that age. Uh, My parents took my sisters and I to Disneyland Paris. And um, it was a long, hot car journey to get there. Um, I have to say I got a bit grumpy. And uh, we finally got there late afternoon. And um, we were staying off-site. And my parents wanted to go and recce the parking for the next day so they could get in quickly in the morning. Uh, And so that afternoon we, we drove right to the gates of Disneyland Paris and we weren't allowed to go in. I mean, how could you do that to a young child? It was absolutely outrageous. And uh, obviously, as you can probably imagine, I had the biggest tantrum of my life. had some sort of hissy fit. Uh, I was screaming. Uh, and it was so bad that um, it got to the point where my parents had to say that we weren't even going to go into Disneyland the next day if I didn't calm myself down. You see, I'd completely lost sight of the big picture, hadn't I? That it was an amazing gift. Uh, it was the most exciting holiday uh, we'd had at that age. And, uh, and I forgot what a privilege it was. And I forgot that grumbling uh, on the journey or when we arrived uh, just showed a complete lack of thankfulness uh, and a complete lack of trust. And my parents knew what was best, uh, that we should go in the next day and have a full day there. And in our passage today, the Israelites are on a journey, aren't they? <laughs> Uh, They're not um, only heading towards a high point, uh, the promised land, Uh, they're coming from a high point. They've been rescued from Egypt uh, and they're now journeying through the wilderness. And yet it's not long before they start grumbling, is it? Uh, They grumble big time. Uh, And so God teaches them some lessons on their journey Uh, and they're great lessons for us as we start the journey through the year 2020 that's coming up. Uh, And the big take home, the big point uh, for today is this, God provides, God provides and we can trust him each and every day. Let's bow our heads and pray before we dive in. Father God, please speak to each one of us here this morning through your words. Please speak to our hearts and we pray that you would teach us to trust you each and every day. Amen. So uh, we dive into the story straight after a lot of joyful singing. God's people, the Israelites, uh, have been rescued from slavery in Egypt uh, under a cruel regime. Uh, they've just seen God do an incredible work as they've um, been through the Red Sea. God's parted the waters, uh, and they cross on dry lands, and the Egyptians who are pursuing them uh, are swallowed up by the water, And it couldn't be clearer that it's God who has rescued them from Egypt. And so the first half of chapter 16, uh, just up to where we uh, started our reading today, uh, is a song of celebration. Uh, God has provided for his people and they are rejoicing in what he's done for them. But as I said, within days, God's people are grumbling. Uh, That's going to be a theme as we go through this passage. We're going to see them grumble uh, three times. It's been said that uh, in Western societies, we're three days away, three uh, empty supermarket shelf days away from rioting and civil disorder. Uh, and it's the same with the Israelites. Uh, they've been three days in the wilderness, and they haven't been able to find any water. Uh, and finally, they arrive at a place called Mara, and they think they're going to finally be able to have a drink. But the water is undrinkable, and so they grumble Against Moses. And Moses responds uh, by crying out to the Lord. And that's what the people should have done, isn't it? Uh, rather than grumbling, uh, they should have prayed. Uh, despite all that they've seen God do for them, uh, despite the fact they've, they've just sung this amazing song of thankfulness for him parting the waters, uh, they still haven't learned to trust him and trust him to provide for them. And it's so easy to look at the Israelites and think, what a bunch of Muppets. I mean, uh, what are they doing? I mean, I, God has just rescued them. Uh, they've been through the sea. Uh, he's, he's taken them out of Egypt in this amazing way. Uh, he's not going to let them um, die of thirst in the desert, is he? I mean, that would be ridiculous. But how quickly do we do the same as them every Sunday? Uh, we sing of all that God's done for us. And then a few days later... We're grumbling, or maybe even on Sunday afternoon. Uh, Or think of all the Christmas carols that we've sung over the last month uh, about God coming to dwell with us uh, and rescuing us. Uh, That's what we've celebrated over Christmas. But how quickly uh, might we uh, grumble as we go back to work in the next couple of weeks if we haven't been working over Christmas? Uh, Or how much easier do we find it to look at uh, what we don't have uh, rather than all that what God has given us? Well, how quick are we to grumble rather than pray uh, in the face of difficult things that, we, uh, that we're facing up to as we start this year rather than committing it all to God in prayer? Uh, we so easily lose sight of uh, the big perspective of what God's done for us, don't we? So three days in, uh, the Israelites grumbles, And how does God respond to them? How would you respond to the Israelites in this situation. Well, God provides for his people, doesn't he? Uh, chapter 15, verse 25, the Lord showed Moses a log and he threw it into the water and the water became sweet. And we read that their next stop was Elim, where there were 12 springs of, uh, of water and palm trees for them to rest under in the shade. God is gracious and he provides for them again. But... Right at the start of chapter 16, we're told that it's exactly one month since the Exodus began, and they're straight back to the grumbling. The first time it was about water, uh, this time it's about food, and we're told that the whole assembly grumbled against Moses. In verse three, they say, you have brought us out into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Uh, And even make the outrageous claim that things were better back in Egypt. Uh, They say, verse three, if only we had died by the Lord's hand in Egypt. Uh, There we we sat around pots of meat and ate all the food we wanted. And as so easily happens with grumbling, we we look back with rose-tinted spectacles, don't we? Or or another option looks so much better. Uh, The pharaoh in Egypt uh, had tried to kill their babies by throwing them into the Nile. Uh, They'd been beaten and made to work as slaves. Uh, They'd been groaning and crying out for help to God to rescue them. And yet after finally escaping, they're basically saying to God, we wish you'd never rescued us. We wish that you'd never rescued us. Uh, They throw it back in God's face. Maybe we can be the same sometimes. Uh, We so easily forget uh, what life is like without Jesus, uh, without a church family. Uh, We can think uh, life would be so much easier if I didn't follow Jesus. I wouldn't have to stand out from the crowd and live differently. Uh, As if those outside the church don't struggle with issues of identity or or what other people think of them. Uh, Or maybe we think uh, I'd have more money uh, or more time uh, if I wasn't a Christian. Uh, Despite the fact that virtually every academic study that's been done uh, says that um, we're happier when we're generous uh, with our money and our time. Uh, And we show an awful lack of thankfulness to God. Uh, We forget all that he's done for us, uh, all that he's promised us in the future. Uh, And we can easily be like the Israelites. So how does God respond to the Israelites this time? Well, once again, uh, God responds to their grumbling with grace Uh, He provides for his people, this time with manna and quails, uh, little birds for meat. Uh, Verse 4, he says, Behold, I'm about to rain bread from heaven for you. Uh, In the evenings, a quail would come so they had meat to eat. Uh, And in the mornings, there was manna, uh, which is a great name uh, because uh, it's a Hebrew word and it means, uh, What is it? which is exactly what they said when they saw it in the morning. What is it? Uh, We're told later in the chapter that it was like wafers made with honey Uh, they were both uh, rare treats at the time uh, the sort of thing that uh, the the pharaoh in Egypt uh, would have eaten and so they're basically saying this is the most delicious food uh, that we've had this is uh, amazing delicacy but with this provision of manna comes a test verse 4 continues the people shall go out and gather a day's portion every day that I may test them whether they will walk in my law or not On the sixth day, when they prepare what they bring in, it will be twice as much as they gather daily. You see, the manna was to teach them to trust God each and every day. We're told uh, that it didn't last until the next morning, uh, and so they had to gather it every single day. Uh, And farmers back then and farmers now uh, know that when you have a crop, uh, you can't ever trust it to to produce every single day. You you gather the whole crop uh, straight away as soon as you can. Uh, And so they would have had to restrain their uh, natural desire to collect manna for the next three weeks uh, or even the next year. Uh, They're in the wilderness, remember, with no food. Uh, And they had to trust God uh, each day that he would provide food for them. And we're told in verse 18 that they were able to gather as much as they could eat, uh, but it only lasted a day. And it wasn't easy for them. Uh, we're told that some of them uh, tried to keep it for the next morning, so they had a sort of backup in case no food landed the next morning. Uh, they wanted the security of that. Uh, but in the morning, the, the manna uh, was full of maggots, and it stank. And the only exception was on the Sabbath, uh, where they were able to collect food on the sixth day, and it would last for the next day, so that they didn't have to collect it on the Sabbath. Uh, you see, God's uh, provision of manna was to teach them to trust Him. It was to develop trust. Uh, even the act of resting on the Sabbath was a sign of trust. Uh, they had to trust God to provide, even whilst they uh, they rested for the day. Uh, and so, God uses their complaining and their grumbling to teach them to trust Him. Uh, and this was such a key lesson. Uh, that we read uh, later on in chapter 16 verse 3 uh, that they were to keep a jar of manna uh, for the generations to come Uh, and they even to put it in the ark of the covenant later uh, where there are very few other things because it was such a clear sign that they were to trust God's daily provision for them uh, and learn to trust that he provides In Deuteronomy uh, chapter 8, just as they're about to enter the promised land, uh, we read uh, exactly what the key lessons were from this journey through the wilderness. Uh, And we read this, remember how the Lord your God led you all the way in the wilderness these 40 years to humble and test you in order to know what was in your heart, whether or not you would keep his commands. He humbled you, causing you to hunger and then feeding you with manna, which neither you nor your ancestors had known to teach you that man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. I don't know about you, uh, but we don't generally like tests, do you? They're not really kind of up there on our list of favorite things uh, to do. Uh, But some tests uh, are positive because they teach us and we learn from them. Uh, Think of a a child who's talented at sport, getting put into a a more uh, higher level team to challenge them and stretch them. Uh, Think of uh, a boss at work uh, carefully putting us into a a new situation so so we can learn from it and be stretched and develop skills. Uh, And in a similar way, uh, the muscles of our faith uh, need to be challenged and stretched uh, if they're going to grow. We need to learn to trust God uh, each and every day like the Israelites. Uh, That's uh, what we're praying for in the Lord's Prayer when we say, give us today our daily bread. How uh, was to trust you today. But we're so easily like those Israelites uh, trying to hoard the manna for the next day, aren't we? We, we worry that maybe God isn't gonna provide for us tomorrow. Uh, maybe it's clear in the way that we, we struggle to rest. Uh, if we're always on the go with work or family or ministry, uh, it's because we're trying to justify our worth uh, or create our own identity or, or make sure that we don't need to worry about tomorrow. But we need to learn to trust God to provide. And one of the ways we demonstrate that is by resting uh, each day, uh, as Gil prayed earlier. Or maybe our concern uh, that God isn't going to watch over us tomorrow uh, expresses itself in worry. Uh, Maybe it's creating what if scenarios in our head for this coming year. Uh, What if uh, Amy doesn't get into that school that we hoped she'd get into? Uh, What if I'm made redundant? Uh, What if I'm still single when I'm 40? Uh, what if those uh, test results uh, confirm the worst case scenario? And it's so easy to worry, isn't it? Uh, but if God had given the Israelites a, a year's supply of manna, uh, they would have trusted themselves for the next year, wouldn't they? Uh, and then sort of started to um, look to God at the end of the year, maybe the next Christmas. Uh, but he doesn't. He gives them uh, their manna day by day uh, because he wants them to learn to trust him each and every day. And Jesus' words uh, are really helpful here. He said, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. I don't know what worries are on your mind as you start this year. Uh, Some of us might be in a real crisis right now. Uh, Others might be sick with worry uh, about what this year holds uh, for various reasons. Uh, And Jesus says to us in those situations, I will give you grace and strength for today. Uh, Tomorrow is my worry. Church pastor Tim Chester writes about a five-year-old girl at his church who was diagnosed with a brain tumor. Uh, She was diagnosed on the Tuesday uh, and spent nine hours in surgery on the Wednesday uh, and had treatment for the whole rest of the year. Uh, And he writes that it was so helpful to be able to uh, say to the parents, "Uh, we don't have to worry about how we're going to cope with this in in three months' time, Uh, we just take one day at a time, Uh, we trust God for today, and we trust that he'll enable us to trust him for tomorrow and in three months' time. God doesn't give us uh, everything we need for tomorrow, today, uh, but he gives us the grace and the strength to trust him today, Uh, and so rather than looking to ourselves for confidence about tomorrow, uh, we need to learn to trust the God who provides We're told that God provided quail and manna uh, to the Israelites so that they would know that he is the Lord, uh, chapter 16, verse 2. Uh, And that word, Lord, uh, you might know is uh, the name Yahweh. Uh, And Yahweh means I am, or I will be who I will be. Uh, There's no tense to it. Uh, And that's the name God gave uh, to Moses at the burning bush when he was just about to rescue the Israelites from Egypt. And he's saying, this is the God who I am. I'm the God who provides. Uh, I'm the God who rescues. Uh, That is who I am. I will be who I will be. Uh, That idea of trusting God uh, for each day is is really helpful uh, and really challenging at the start of 2020, isn't it? Uh, And so we need to be careful not to be like the Israelites uh, because the next thing, the final thing uh, that we see in this passage is that they still haven't learned their lesson. Uh, We get to their third grumble Uh, And this one is almost identical uh, to the first grumble. Uh, At the beginning of chapter 17, verse 1, uh, we read that there was no water for the people to drink. Uh, And so they quarrel with Moses and they say, give us water to drink. Uh, That's a fair question. Uh, We can't survive very long without water. Uh, But it's their attitude which is sinful. Uh, You see, we read verse 7 uh, that Moses calls the place where they are Massa and Meribah. Massa meaning testing testing and Meribah meaning quarreling. Uh, Why? Uh, Well, because they tested the Lord, verse seven, by saying, is the Lord among us or not? Uh, This time, not only do they lack faith, uh, but they question whether God is even among them, uh, even though he's there guiding them as a cloud. And yet, once again, God responds with grace. Uh, He provides for his people. Uh, Moses is told to to strike a rock uh, and water comes out of it for all the people to drink. Psalm 95, uh, which we read together earlier, uh, refers to this time, and it describes these events, and here's what it says. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as at Meribah, as on the day at Massah in the wilderness, when your fathers put me to the test and put me to the proof, though they had seen my work. Ultimately, uh, this generation of the Israelites uh, wouldn't enter into the promised land, Uh, they were hard of heart. And Hebrews chapter three uh, quotes this psalm uh, when it speaks to New Testament believers, uh, when it speaks to us, Uh, and it says this, "'See to it, brothers and sisters, "'that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart "'that turns away from the living God, "'but encourage one another daily, "'as long as it is called today, "'so that none of you may be hardened "'by sin's deceitfulness.'" You see, we too uh, grumble, don't we? Uh, We too fail to trust God uh, with each day. Uh, We question whether God is even with us. Uh, And ultimately, uh, these things lead to a hard heart. It's so easy to think that grumbling is just this minor thing. Uh, But this passage tells us that if grumbling becomes a repetitive thing, a habit that we get into, uh, it hardens our hearts. And we need to take it really seriously uh, and encourage one another uh, not to grumble as we start 2020 uh, but rather to trust the god who provides Uh, it's been said that trials uh, make people bitter or better Uh, so are we going to respond to the trials of 2020 uh, with grumbling or with faith and trust Uh, you see we've got so much more to go on than the israelites did Uh, we've seen god's provision even more uh, because in jesus god provides not just for our physical needs Uh, but for our spiritual needs as well. Uh, In fact, you see, the manna uh, was pointing to Jesus all along. Uh, Jesus says this, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness, and they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven so that one may eat of it and not die you see in Jesus uh, God provides for his people once again uh, the ultimate provision, Uh, Jesus the bread of life, uh, the ultimate solution uh, to our problem of sin and I hope it's been clear uh, from my headings up on the screen uh, that uh, uh, the Israelites just keep on grumbling, keep on turning their backs on God uh, and God keeps on providing and keeps on uh, showing grace to them Uh, and For us, he's done the same in an even more amazing way. Uh, He's given us Jesus. He's shown us his grace and provision. Uh, He's given us forgiveness and eternal life uh, and a relationship with God. And Jesus achieved all that on the cross. Uh, And as as he faced up to that trial, uh, he didn't grumble, did he? There was no grumbling, uh, even though he didn't deserve it. Uh, Instead, he prayed and he trusted And he said, Not my will, but yours be done. So, as we start uh, 2020, uh, let me give you five uh, things to take away uh, today. Uh, Let's take the bread of life, uh, Jesus, uh, that satisfies and brings life. Uh, Number two, let's aim to trust God uh, each and every day. Uh, Let's uh, let Him teach us to do that. Uh, Let's pray. Uh, That's how we express our trust in God. Uh, Let's rest one day a week. That's another way that we express our trust in God. Uh, And let's be a church family who encourage one another uh, not to grumble, uh, but to trust God, even in uh, the midst of difficult circumstances. Let's pray that we would do those things. Let's bow our heads. Father God, we don't know what this year will hold but we pray that you would teach us to trust you as a church family. Uh, We thank you for Jesus. Thank you that uh, uh, he proves your love for us. Thank you that he shows us that uh, there is great hope. Uh, And we pray particularly for those who uh, are facing up to uh, uh, difficult things, uh, maybe anxious about the coming year. Uh, We pray that you would give them uh, a peace which passes understanding. Uh, Help them to trust you Uh, day by day, uh, and to trust uh, their worries uh, about tomorrow to you, uh, and to put them into your hands. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.